1: the Billboard Sharpie Podcast, Gary Truss, Billboard's co-director of charts.
2: And hey guys, it's Trevor Anderson, a chart
1: manager here at Billboard. And we're welcoming uh, with us J.J. Ryan, program director of iHeartMedia Top 40 radio station KJYO in Oklahoma City, back on the podcast. It's our BTS sequel uh, podcast. Welcome back, J.J. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. So we had you on recently uh, because your station, KJYO, was uh, really the only radio station in the U.S. playing BTS in, in any uh, significant uh, rotation recently. You guys played uh, the song DNA, and uh, big news uh, this week for BTS on Billboard's charts. Uh, it breaks a record this week for the highest charting Billboard Hot 100 hit ever by a K-pop group. Uh, debuts at number 28 this week, Mic Drop, uh, featuring Designer, remixed by uh, Steve Aoki. And uh, that actually passes uh, BTS's own uh, record with DNA, which uh, got to number sixty-seven in, in October, and uh, that was the song you guys were playing uh, JJ uh, on KJYO uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, n- almost no stations were playing at all. You gave uh, you gave it some some decent spins, but uh, we're looking at the numbers this week: uh, fifty-three plays for the last week on Mic Drop, which is is pretty significant. So this is uh, off to a better start already than than DNA. So. What did you think of the song when you first heard it? What uh, made you add it and it's such a good uh, place count to get started?
0: Well, it, you know, as you know, I, I became more familiar with the guys as uh, time went on, uh, just like, you know, a lot of non-BTS fans may have as we started playing the song. And so I started doing research on them as well and, and just became fans and and was ahead a little bit in knowing that the song was actually coming out. So, um, you know, once we knew that the, the remix was coming out, they got a, you know, as you guys are probably aware, they're working with a U.S. label now. Um, so there was actually a promotional plan for the song coming up. So I knew that this song, if any song, was going to have legs to being a, you know, to being a hit and was going to have more airplay support behind it, which looking at the chart right now, there's a lot more stations playing BTS than there was when we were playing DNA and a lot giving it a lot of substantial airplay too. So, and the song just, you know, had more English that, you know, we talked about during the last podcast that uh, we did together that, you know, it really was this could probably going to take a song with more English in it to kind of, um, to kind of fit that mass appeal audience that doesn't know who BTS is or isn't a fan or doesn't know anything about K-pop. And uh, this song definitely seems to be doing that. If you look at the sales data, the streaming, you know, obviously the Airplay data this week, it's, it's definitely doing that.
1: Yeah, you guys are, are leading the way. We said 53 plays for the week. But there are other stations pretty significantly on uh, mic drop so far. A couple of stations in San Diego are playing it 30-plus uh, 30, 30 times. Other stations are, are jumping out. So it does feel uh, different uh, this time. I was wondering, uh, you said last time your daughter was really pushing you to add uh, DNA because she was such a fan. Did she even have to this time with mic drop? Or at this point, you you know. You don't even need her research at this point.
0: <laughs> it, it's funny. No, Um You know she i think i may have told her that the remix was coming before she knew i can't remember how that how that ended up happening um i had heard the song before she heard it um and it had played it for her um you know i was lucky enough to hear it before it came out and was able to play it for her and i remember her as a bts fan what really concerned me as a programmer was the bts fans not embracing the song she was like oh i don't want it to be in mostly english that's not who they are and and she was almost in tears after she heard it. She's like, she loved it. So, um, you know, I like the fact as that, you know, as a programmer and not, not just a dad, but just a you know a programmer that it's got a lot of English. It's catchy. The song has great energy. It's just, anytime I hear it, whether I'm in the car, or in the studio, it just, it feels good. And it's, it's up tempo, which is great this time of year. And, um, it's got enough English to where you can actually catch on to it. If you don't know anything about Korean, which I do, you know, I do I, I know very little Spanish and that's pretty much it. outside of English. So um, it's been, uh, it's, it's interesting watching this one um, not only nationally, but, uh, but locally. And especially as you guys know, these guys are all over TV right now. So it was a no brainer for us to play it a lot because they were on Ellen. They were on Jimmy Kimmel. They were on James Corden. they, were on, you know, the Billboard Music Awards, they had all these outlets to be in front of a mainstream audience that didn't know who they were, that there's a lot of people going, hmm, I need to look into this BTS. And if we're playing them, you know, it kind of makes it a little little easier.
1: A watershed moment on the American Music Awards. It kind of felt like it was uh, years in the making of K-pop leading up to this moment, the first uh, huge appearance on national TV at an award show like that.
0: Exactly. And, And I can't remember who did. It was either Ellen or Jimmy or James. One of them referenced them arriving at LAX kind of like the Beatles and I remember thinking that same exact thing but I never said it cuz I didn't want to feel really old by saying that <laughs> um and it is I mean people are camping out people are climbing like signs to watch them from like a block away during one of the performances so it's um it's exciting to watch and and as we talked about last time you know the passion from their fan base is is like nothing I've ever seen before, you know, both on social media and, you know, in the market. I mean, people are still recording the radios anytime we hear, anytime we play the song, which is still, I still think that is the coolest thing to see on Twitter anytime we play the song. It's, you know, it makes all the, you know, work that we go, that we do programming the station so worth it when you see somebody emotionally invested so much into what we're doing.
1: That's a good story for radio, because we've said a lot in the podcast how we see some of these viral hits, and you know, radio tends to, to sit back, play the hits a lot, and let the new music kind of build. So uh, it seems smart in this case, uh, knowing uh, the following of BTS Online, to jump on something like this pretty early and see where it
0: goes. Yeah, and, and, and you know, look, we, we're we treating this like we would any other new song. Um, we're just kind of giving it a little bit more airplay at the beginning than we normally would. Um, for the simple fact they had such a buzz on tv in the last couple weeks we wanted to take advantage of that of course um and it also allows us to see locally how the song is going to react you know as you guys are pointing out it was huge on the first week of the billboard hot 100 for us week two and three are almost more important than week one because we know the bts fan bought the song already so they their purchases have been made so now how does it sell in week two and three how does it shazam how does it stream um what is the reaction like going forward and by exposing it as much as we are right now, it will hopefully allow us to get a better gauge of that quicker than it would if we were only playing it twenty to thirty times a week.
2: And a one one thing, kind of about the demographics, we were talking a little bit earlier today in house um, about the the age group of the fans. Have you have you found any sort of strong group? Whether with, it's preteens, is it is is it more adults? I mean, who do you think is this core BTS fan base? And if it is young people, then like Gary was saying, that might be a great thing for radio going forward that, you know, young people are having reasons to keep tuning in and not just listen to their own stuff?
0: I I think it's definitely, and and this is me guessing, you know, because I don't have local research on it, but based on what I'm seeing on Twitter, it's definitely a younger demographic. I would say probably 13 to 25 is really kind of driving it, probably more around the 13 to 20, 21 range. But there are adults, too, and we get, you know, social media comments or uh, messages from parents who are also BTS fans. Um, in fact, I know my wife ha- knows like their names now, like sh- she's getting in, you know, kind of invested in it because of our daughter. So, you know, I think the fan base is broadening. Um, but I think that core fan base, at least when I've been able to tell that those that are interacting with us and listening to us, it's definitely that preteen, which is there's nothing wrong with that as you know, top Forty's always kind of been that format that, you know, obviously, a ton of adults listen, um, but you know the 16, 17 year old in a year or two becomes the 18, 19 year old, which counts in the ratings. And you know, uh, you know, if you can capture them young, you'll have them for life, and and uh, that's you know that's that's important to top 40, and that's what we hope happens here.
1: And you mentioned uh you don't know any Korean you know a little bit of Spanish, a so perfect segue to uh, kind of what we said last time it it's becoming less and less of any kind of a barrier for a song not to be in English to still be a hit after after despacito and some of uh, some of the other Latin hits we've seen cross over this is at this point it's kind of more here's another one,
0: yeah, it's all about I think it's all about feeling and um you know this song just is fun I mean yeah, um, it, you'll catch yourself just kind of, and I have no rhythm whatsoever by the way, but you know, you'll just catch yourself kind of dancing every now and then to it, just because it's, it's just a fun song. Um, Even if there was no words there, it's fun, and it sounds like everything else you're playing. Um, And it's got just enough, you know, words in it that are in English, especially designers part in the beginning, kind of helping, you know, kind of bridge that gap, Um, because uh, obviously that's entirely in English. But, yeah, as long as you have it, it's kind of funny, as long as you have just a few English words that are in the chorus of the song, you're pretty much good. And Desposito was a perfect example of that. I mean... I barely, I think, you know, can probably sing you most of that song. But anytime that part comes on, I know the words. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, kind of made that song as big as it was. Obviously, more than just that one word and how it was sung. But, you know, it's just that formula. And I think this song, DNA was a great song. But this song having English in it um, is definitely going to help.
1: Despacito is almost a uh, an honorary English word at this point. It's
0: just Everyone knows it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It is. If you say that word to anyone, even if they don't know Spanish, they're like, oh yeah, that song that I got sick of because I heard it all summer long,
2: you know? Uh, one more thing, I guess off that Despacito effect that we saw so often this year, um, maybe heading into 2018, any any other K-pop groups on the radar who may be able to use sort of the same superstar guest hybrid formula to to make their entryway into the U.S.? I mean, you know, where there's McDonald's, there's a Burger King, a Jack in the Box, a Wendy's. I'm sure people will be paying attention to that. But any any other groups you know about who you know, have the potential to make it big in the U.S.?
0: You know, I've heard some of their names. I'll be honest, I haven't heard a lot of their music. Um, One thing that would be, you know, uh, one thing that's going to tell us, I think, how that goes is how how these guys do. Um, They're almost kind of a guinea pig for, you know, I'm sure a lot of the other... Uh, artists that you know are K-pop and their labels, I'm sure, are certainly watching how they're going to do. You know, they've got a U.S. label partner over here, so they've got the promotional support to get the word out about the song. Um, whereas, you know, Big Hit wasn't working DNA in the U.S., but now that you've got Sony Red kind of helping on that front over here, it's definitely going to help, and, and we're going to see more stations play the song. We already are. I think how this song does, or maybe the next song, will kind of be determined. Hey, do we want to try to go into the U.S. or do we not? Um, I think with any any song, not just K-pop though, anytime you can put a feature in a song from an artist that's known, um, it's gonna help. Um, the good thing about top forty is it's never been a format that you need to be a known artist um, to have a hit. You know, there's songs on the chart right now from people who have never had songs on top forty before. Um, some that have crossed over from alternative, some who have come, you know, from. You know, from another country, you know, you know, Portugal, the man was one of the biggest songs that alternative this past year. But it also was a monster top 40 song. They had never had a song on top 40 before. So as a as a more mainstream example. So I think there's room for other K-pop, you know, um, acts to come over. It's just going to come down to the song and who's on it. And that at the end of the day is really what it's about for, you know, any artist. It's just it's all about the song. You can be the biggest pop star in the world, but if you don't have a good song, it's not going to do as well. Um, you can have a no name artist have a really great song and it could be number one. And, you know, you guys at billboard have seen that, you know, it it doesn't need to be an established artist to hit number one. It's people, people consume music. Um, and it doesn't matter who it's from as long as they can connect with it and, uh, and, uh, and like it.
1: Oklahoma city continues to be the hub of K-pop U S radio.
0: (laughs) So weird to hear that. I never, (laughs) um, but yeah, you know it's it's uh, it's cool, and, and we hope you know obviously they 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 um you know now that they've got a U.S. partner, we're really hoping they come over to the states and and do some stuff, and and we'll see them in a lot of different markets. But you know, there's a lot of a lot of stations out there that are playing these guys and playing them a lot. You know, I was looking at stuff today, and uh, you know, from Chattanooga to Honolulu, San Diego, which I think you mentioned earlier. Um, You've got, I think, Tampa, Florida, is also in the mix now. There's so many stations outside of the small group that it was at the beginning. Um, you know, like San Francisco and and us and and you know a few of the others I mentioned. Um, to see this laundry list of stations now supporting them is is kind of cool. Um, although at the same time, I'm like, man, I remember the day when we were the only ones playing them. It was kind of cool, and now everyone else is. Okay. But I'm I'm happy for them, and and it'd be it'd be awesome to see them explode over here and and be, you know. Um, you know a name that everyone knows and this song is obviously as you guys are seeing right now it's week one was incredible I can't wait to see what week two does.
1: Well you've set the uh, trend at radio uh, JJ so we wanted to have you back and, and talk about the new one so uh, as always appreciate uh, your insights and uh, good luck going forward with uh, playing this new song seeing where it goes for, for you and listeners and it uh, should be a good song to have in rotation for the holiday season.
0: Thank you Gary thank you Trevor
1: yeah. the
0: 인사야 I'm 하지마